0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: New week, new week, holiday week. Welcome into the Orange Zone podcast, everyone. I'm Tommy Sladek. Joining me as always, Samantha Crosston, James Mungro, Brendan Hodges on the producer, Mike. We have a lot to get to today. We are going to start with the defensive coordinator Rocky Long keeping the 335 and the 315. You also have news of Sean Tucker and plenty going on in the transfer portal for Syracuse football. We talk a little hoops, we talk a little holiday magic, holiday traditions. Ooh. And of course, this pinstripe bowl that we'll all be at um, come a week or so from here. But I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Brendan put the mic on me real quick if you haven't yet, Brendan, because we need to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> What's that? It's the pimple on my neck. Oh my god. Cuz I woke up this morning. Oh Cuz people watching at home, they're going to be just whatever I'm saying, they're going to be just looking at this and they're going to be not absorbing what I'm saying. Mm, I don't think anybody would have noticed this. that
2: if you didn't address it.
1: Oh, people would see it. And
3: I'd be turning like this. I'll be honest what that you think? I noticed it. <laughs> I, I noticed it, but I didn't think it was yeah. going to be a distraction. Yeah. I don't know. I think, it's I think he's going to put on some cover-up. It's only a it
2: distraction because he brought it up.
1: I, like, I, it might start getting the mind of its own and start having hot takes. I think, I then, think you
3: needed some cover-up mm. to take you out the renders. Up. There's nothing wrong with that. That's sure. what you should have done. Well, thank
1: you, James. Thank you. I think we've all works. had those moments. But I woke up, and it, like there was nothing there last night. This was today. I woke up, there was a crater on my neck. Mm-hmm. It just happened. Tommy, you know what you happened. should do?
4: It's probably a spider bite. Is that true? It, I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> feel like it. That's what I would tell my wife. Tommy, you know what bite. you
2: should do? In what? the fashion of uh, my big fat Greek wedding, put Windex on it. It'll go away, right?
1: I don't know if I know that reference. I know I big do. fat Greek wedding. Like Sam knows. Good job, Brendan. Thank you very much. I do know Joey from Insyncs in that movie. Great movie, by the way. Great movie. But how was everyone's weekend?
4: Yeah, it was
3: good.
1: It was yeah, a good week.
3: Good for me. I went home this weekend. It was Hanukkah for me. So I was celebrating with some family. I know you guys know this, but I have a couple really cute babies in my family. So I feel very recharged. Like something about holding a baby and hugging a baby, like I feel recharged after that experience. So
1: it wasn't even seeing your family, it was just holding a baby. It was mostly
3: the babies. But no, I, of course, like, you know, obviously from working in this industry, a lot of the times you are working on holidays. So I didn't get that opportunity last year to be able to do that. So. I was appreciative to have that opportunity this time around.
1: Yeah, and just a crazy weekend in sports in general. In general, uh, NFL especially. We had the World Cup, but the NFL. You had Bills Dolphins Saturday night, amazing game, and then the afternoon game uh, created the largest comeback in in NFL history. And oh. I do think we need to address that with the with the Colts uh, connections here in this room. Uh, were you guys watching that live, and um, have you had time to process it? What's on your mind with
4: that, James? Well, I was uh, with my family doing Christmas stuff, uh-huh. so I didn't have time to process none of that at all. So I was, That's you know, good, I mean, right? Yeah, exactly. I was you know, doing Christmas stuff for my family, so uh, I didn't really have the time to process that. Well, what happened, though? You can explain to me, Tommy, what happened.
1: Well, they were up 33 <laughs> nothing at halftime for the folks not watching, <laughs> yep. and they just took the foot off the gas, just kind of put it more on the break, 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 and the Vikings went score, score, score. It was, it was insane. It was insane.
3: I mean, honestly, I feel like it was just the next chapter in this Colts book of dismay this season. I was watching it live. Not surprising. I felt bad for Matt Ryan, Mm -hmm. obviously, knowing (laughs) he had already been a part of the Patriots Falcons game. Like, I just don't feel like that's another bullet point that he wanted to add on to his resume. But I did think that it was awesome. I don't know if you guys saw this. Did you see his wife's tweet by no. any chance? She said something the next day. She was, like, referencing soccer. She's like, wow, awesome things happening in the soccer world. Almost makes you completely forget about anything that happened in the <laughs> NFL <laughs> yesterday.
4: I, I mean, <laughs> on, on, that, on that note, I mean, let's talk about something positive like Chandler Jones. Sure. I mean, that's Absolutely. I mean that's what I was more like, you know. That's I mean, fine. Let's that's talk fine. about the Colts. Let's talk about, like, Jones. There's you know. going to be a few <laughs>
1: people watching this are going to be like, how has no one asked James about the Colts on Saturday? So it needed to be done for the people, James, for our listeners, for our viewers. Uh, Chandler Jones, if you didn't see the game, <laughs> Raiders and Patriots tied up. Third and 10 from, as time is expiring, from, we would say, what, the 40?
4: I, I can't believe I saw, uh, Patriots, I saw yeah, what
1: happened. Yeah, the 40-yard line a lateral is created. <laughs> what a tie a, game, in though. In a tie <laughs> game. <laughs> it start, I'm watching it live, right? And in my mind, I see that the score is tied. But I'm watching the game and I'm like, "Oh, mate, you know, in your you only see that when a team has no choice but to try to lateral." You almost forget. So I think the one lateral was maybe designed and then all of a sudden, it was just. I, like, I, I'll
4: be honest with you. I don't think it was designed at all. But honest. I mean, you're, yeah. go, you're no going, you're going, you're yeah, going yeah, in the overtime right, you're and you're right. winning the no, game. No, you know, Bill I mean, that's, I mean, you, you wouldn't do something foolish like that. Yeah. I I just couldn't. I would just love to sit down with Bill right after the game to see his face expression because I don't know if I,
1: he's sure going to survive this.
4: <laughs> if I'm being that honest. is, I mean, shout out to the Raiders. You know, they finally won a game, uh, miracle game. But we didn't even say what happened yet. Yeah. Ball I mean, tossed yeah. across the field.
1: I, apparently intended for Mac Jones, I, I don't know why that would be your ticket to success in that situation. <laughs> also, why <laughs> Chandler Jones is standing right there? He gets the ball out of the air. It is Chandler Jones, Mac Jones.
4: Oh, hit his leg! Hit his, he, his leg. He made
1: him look like a, a little, little kid. A little kid <laughs> just bulldozed him down and cruised into the end zone. Why Chandler Jones was also standing there? Like, why those two why? Yeah, were <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: in the middle of the it field?
2: You want to know why, Tommy? Because he, he missed the tackle on the running back running up the field and was mm. on the ground.
3: Sometimes you just get yeah. lucky. You're in the but right spot. But that Scott. push, like, stand, that, w- that was the embarrassing part. <laughs> it looked like a mascot. Like, line of defense.
2: It looked like a mascot <laughs> knocking over like a five-year-old in those <laughs> games <laughs> they play
3: at
4: halftime.
3: And he he didn't even like try and get back up. He was like, well.
4: It's it is what it is. It
3: is what it is at that it's point. Just, oh.
4: Man, I mean, yeah, that
3: that's just lapse of judgment.
1: Just you know, happened. I heard this said that that's the thing that the that doesn't happen to the
4: Patriots. The oh, Patriots exactly. do that
1: against teams, not yeah. the other way around. So that was that was just a, a shocking turn of events.
4: I, I just don't know why the running back would toss the ball backwards, knowing the scores twenty nine twenty nine, kick a long field goal if possible, you know, something like that. But no awareness. That's zero awareness. I mean, yeah. I, I, like you're going you don't see that in college. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, and you're a professional. He's getting paid lots of money for that game. That game, he probably made a lot of money in that one game, and uh, he blew up for his team, unfortunately.
1: I mean, you don't even see that type of throw when it is a situation. Where I don't want to
4: blame Jones for not making a tackle. I blame him on the running back for tossing the ball. He's the one who created the whole problem. Mm. So, therefore... So you're saying if, one you're, if, you're,
1: if you're the second lateral guy, it's, there's still more blame on the first lateral first, guy for laddered, initiating yes. that he, type of design.
4: The second guy, when he laddered it, <laughs> he had the thought, oh, well, let's do that. He did it the <laughs> yeah. first, first guy. Let me, let me try it. I'm not, I'm not even thinking of the awareness of the time and everything. I mean, that was just embarrassing. That's totally embarrassing. It's yeah. good for the Patriots, though.
1: I think you're right, though. I think it is more on the running back because if I'm getting the ball lateral, like everything goes out the door, right? You probably start second-guessing what it is you're doing. You're like, oh, we're doing
4: that Yeah. What the hell's going on right now? That's that's something I do on with uh, my son when I play uh, Madden football. Right. You know on tech. You know you know on, uh-huh. on the game system. I do that all often sometimes. But you know, see it in real life and you know a national NFL football game. That's that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is. is embarrassing. <laughs> it really is.
1: It really is. But anyway, Chandler Jones gets it done for Q's big win for the Orange there at the NFL level. And- well, switching gears here, we're going back down to the college level because Syracuse football has a new defensive coordinator. The news announced officially over the weekend. His name is Rocky Long. The man has a college career as a coach that spans right around 50 years. He also helped bring the 3-3-5 defense to prominence. The same defense the same defensive formation that Tony White brought to SU. Tony White now at Nebraska. Rocky Long comes in. Little background Rocky Long, most recently with the University of New Mexico. Or is it New Mexico State, Brandon?
2: It is New Mexico proper.
1: Yeah, I thought so. Yes. The state that he was at was San Diego State for years in the 2010s, working under him for years in that and learning the 335 very closely, a Mr. Tony White. <laughs> So we're talking about just – Small world. It it is a small world. We're talking about a step on the ladder. So Long's coming in. Um, Again, this man, very experienced coach. He knows his 3-3-5. Do you guys think this helps You know, maybe keep some defensive players around that we're thinking about transferring, knowing that they're going to be having the same system in place?
4: Well, I think the most positive thing about the whole situation is that you know, uh, if the guy wants to tweak a little bit going into the bowl game, they're able to do that. They're in the same system. Right. So that's a positive thing. They're not like trying to uh, do a whole complete new de- defense. Mm-hmm. So the guys would be familiar with a lot of different things. And plus, you know, you're saying the coaches worked together before previously, uh, there would probably be a lot of similarity.
3: You know what I honestly like about it? This is a dude that's 72 years old. I like the fact that he has 50 years of coaching experience. I feel like that pairs well with Dino Babers and then. You know, you also have a young OC. I think it just kind of, I don't know, I've always kind of liked that shuffle when you have someone that has a lot more experience, maybe a younger guy who can connect to the players on a different level and then someone in the middle. That feels like a winning formation to me. Will it actually keep people around who are planning on leaving? I don't know, but I do feel like the more comfortable it can feel, um, probably the better
1: right and you talk about comfortability with you know you have this new oc new dc mm-hmm. i i think both hires were almost creating and holding on to as much comfort as possible right for the situation given because you have jason beck who worked under robert and i probably yeah. will be do, doing a lot of very similar things um so yeah so it, interesting hire I, I think it once his name kind of came up in conversation i was like okay this you know this makes sense um so yeah so we'll see what goes on there and as for the transfers in, transfers out, the news of the weekend—you know, the one that we all saw coming—we knew it was coming. Um, see, a Sean, Sean Tucker, declaring for the NFL draft. I think there was maybe a, a, a slight moment there where people thought, "Hey, he didn't have the same years as junior year. Is he going to stay to try to build that up?" No, um, not junior year. That was, I guess, technically he was a third-year freshman last yeah. year. But, <laughs> but anyway, so. Sean's departing for the pros. Um, leaves is really one of the best running backs in program history, and good company here with James Mungro, twenty twenty one All American, set the single season rushing yard rushing yard record with one thousand four hundred and ninety six. Still managed to eclipse one thousand this year, even though it felt like a down year. Right, that's yeah. when you know someone's pretty solid. Um, so he'll be he'll be big at the next level. I'm excited for Tucker um and what do you guys think about his decision and then um ultimately not playing in the pin bowl but we'll still be there
4: go Smith!
3: i mean i'm excited i'm proud i feel like he brought so much to the orange community this is someone that not only did great things on the field but who everybody really loved and really rallied behind from the yeah. second he got here Um, He has a great personality. I'm happy for him that he's able to do this, especially considering, you know, he's said that this has always been his dream to play in the NFL since he was in elementary school. So this is something he's been working on his entire life alongside his dad. So I say good luck to him, although I'm sad to see him leave. And I think it's probably the right decision to not play in the Pinstripe Bowl. Just no, no reason at this point to risk getting hurt or doing something that's going to impact the outcome of his future. I mean, you know from playing in the NFL in a way you know, things go great, this could be, you know, your full time career, your career for life could really set you up in a different way. So I don't I don't think the pinstripe bowl would be worth playing it at this point.
4: Yeah, you know, uh congratulations uh Deshaun and I uh, wish the best for him. Uh wish he was playing the game, you know, this upcoming game. But, you know, it's time for him to move on and I, I think uh this is probably the proper time for him to move on. Um, you know, with the whole of him leaving early and everything, it's you know, it's it's he has to make the decision. He has to feel comfortable with that. Um but it's it's you know the NFL is great, but it's a lot tougher than what you think it is. Even though he's declaring for the draft and everything, doesn't mean he's going to get drafted high. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's going to be a, you know first uh, first couple round picks. Uh, a lot of things going to happen from now until draft day. Um, but what I see, Sean, honestly, I, I think Sean he'd be like in the mid rounds. Um, unfortunately, this year wasn't a good year for him, so uh, he doesn't have the numbers. But you know, physically, he ha- he'll make some uh, impact on. Uh, the different workouts and all that type of stuff. But I think Sean uh, will be a mid-round draft pick, uh, third down back, coming out of the backfield. I don't think he's, he's a first down uh, first-down back, but um, he'll get bigger and stronger, and uh, he'll have to understand that this is a grown man's game. He's, mm-hmm. d- he's done playing with the boys. This is, this is as you see, <laughs> there's some big guys out mm-hmm. there and uh, a lot of things out there, and you have to be on your P's and Q's and know exactly where you need to be at and have self-awareness out there on the field. It's a little bit different from college. So I'm excited for him, and uh, good luck, Sean.
1: Yeah, we mentioned earlier in the season about you know one of the th- differences we've seen, one of those improvements, even though we didn't see the the same yardages last year, is his ability to pass catch. Yes. And we know the value of that these days is so high in the NFL. Um, and I think that's that'll be one of the biggest things that people see. In, in and and I think like, they're gonna I think they're gonna yeah.
4: use him use, use him in that role. I mean, I think he's that, that type of back to come up the backfield uh, again. Now he's gonna have to do his one on ones with the linebackers and stuff like that, and win that win that. Uh, that's going to keep him in the league. If he can't win that battle... He won't be in the league long.
1: Yeah. And silver lining is, guess who we get to see a lot more of come this bowl game, and, and which will push us into next season. That's LaQuint Allen, Yeah, um, who mm-hmm. we saw finally kind of get those reps towards the back half of the season, give Sean those breaks. And we saw a more effective offense. You know, granted, that was with a little bit of a healthier straighter and there were other components to that. But um, Allen's fu- he's he's fun, especially from what we saw in the Boston College game. So looking forward to seeing what he brings to the table. Um, we also have some names that you know are not going to be there for this bowl game. And as of right now, we have, <coughs> excuse me, nine players have officially transferred out. We have four transfers coming in, and the biggest names of those transferring out, uh, for sure, in the secondary of Deuce Chestnut. You have Jahad Carter leaving, um, Garrett Williams declaring for the NFL draft, which we did see coming as well. So I think he'll, he'll, even with his ACL injury, I still see him getting drafted. He has so much value in that sense. Um, but it was an important breakdown last week, where I actually did it on one of our shows at CMY Central, where I, you know, people were saying, you know, what's what's wrong? Nine transfers? This is crazy. What's wrong with the program? And I went and just compiled up team after team in all of the Power Five, and the average number of transfers out of the sixty-four Power Five schools, nine players per team. Wow. So it's it's just the state of where we're at. And it's not a reason to hit the panic button in that
4: sense. And you know, I want to bring this up too. You know, we've seen about uh, Deuce Chestnut. um, You know, he has ACL injury. It's the league is tough. The Mm -hmm. league is very, very tough. And you know, I wish him the best to get his leg correct, everything like that. Um, you say Deuce Chestnut. Yes, the Chestnut. I do say Chestnut. Garrett Williams. Um, Williams. It's going to be tough. And Mm -hmm. you know, even when he's declaring for the draft and everything, uh, he, he is not going to be in a you know top three rounds just because of ACL. You yeah. know what I mean? So there's going to be, I mean, and a lot of the kids don't realize that, but there's a lot of stuff behind the back doors that, you know, just because you, you've had a great career, now he's damaged goods, and now they got to figure out if he's going to be healthy enough and is he's going to be able to help out our team and in, 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 in the, whatever way they want to help him out. So, I mean, there's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure because there's no guarantee he's going to come back with his leg being healthy and with no complications and all that. So it's, sure. it's, um, you know, I wish all these guys could get the degrees because, uh, it's, it's tough. And after you play, you know, you, you think it's so exciting to play NFL football, but you know, you wake up every day with aches and pains, uh, you know, over the, over the past week, <laughs> I wasn't able to walk for a yeah. couple of days. So, you know, people don't see that side of it, but, uh, I wish the best for him. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. First of all, it
4: just happens. I mean, that's, yeah. that's part of the game. I mean, that's, uh, unfortunately, uh, that's what the game is, and you know, they don't tell you that part. But you know, at 44 years old, couldn't really walk over the weekend because my leg was swallowed up for no reason. And you're just
1: <laughs>
3: and you just wake up and it's like that,
4: yes, right? Just wake up and it's like that. I mean, welcome to the it's NFL. Wild.
3: But you know what? I appreciate you sharing those kinds of things, right? Because <laughs> yeah, this I, is some of the darker sides of the NFL that maybe people want to be exposed to. Yeah, a
4: lot of kids don't realize that, you know, um, with, with, with all the injuries and stuff like that, and even have injuries in college. I mean, he's going to be uh, well examined uh well actually you know uh, multiple MRIs and different teams and stuff like that um because there's a lot of people out there that's going to be you know competing for that job you know trying to get drafted so it's, it's going to be a tough battle for some of these guys
3: yeah it really is and you had mentioned I did see that sports cast by the way he really did a great job for someone who says he's not a math guy breaking down all these numbers <laughs> all these categories stop it come on <laughs> and i i do want to ask why you guys think that Nine transfers is the new norm, and a lot of these teams are transferring out nine guys.
0: Well,
4: I mean, how many coaches change?
1: I think I think coaching changes is is a part of it, but I think ultimately it's it's just the freedom of the situation not working for you and having that ability to try to change it.
4: And I, um, like I said before, I think that's great. The that yeah. players could do that. Unfortunately, for the team. Uh, it could cause some headaches. Headaches, obviously, of mm-hmm. getting players in and, and trying to find pe- people to replace and all that. But like you said, there, there's nine people from all around the, the, the country transferring. Uh, it's pretty pretty much equal playing field.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll be honest. You know, I think a lot of the, um, you know, more experienced veterans in the fan base that I that I've met, you know, they it's it's one of their it's one of their bigger complaints. They they don't love the transfer portal because well, for one, it's it's a, it's a big change. You know, first, if you've been watching this team, you know, for, for decades and all of a sudden just like this this type of movement, you've never seen it before. Naturally, you're not going to like it. Even even if I think they, they understand it, people don't like it. But you have to say at the end of the day, in my mind, I'm like, that. if that's your kid out there. Exactly. And they're put in that exactly. situation, you're going to want them. And they're
3: not them. happy. You'd want yes. them to be uh, happy.
4: Uh, 100%. That, that, you, hit it, it you hit it. Right yeah. there it is. If nail on it, the head? Yes, nail on the head. Bang. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Head. Hey,
1: come <laughs> on, man! We're trying to move Windex. On from this right here. We're Wind, to move on from that. Wi-
2: Windex, Tommy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: My big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> anyway, what, that, that brings me to my next question, which is the transfer portal is so important. It's so important because it really opens up this whole new world of recruiting. That's aside from high school recruiting. And right now they have, they have four guys coming in. I mean, you talk about you have one from Alabama, you have one from Notre Dame, you have one from Rich, or ne- Richmond, Nebraska, ironically. Um, but we're, we're talking about some major talent. And in years past, I think people see a transfer and they, they think to themselves, what went wrong? Yeah. You know what did they see that? that what do the coaches see that they didn't like? But in these situations, you have a guy like Deuce. Like nothing's wrong with Deuce Chestnut. Mm. He's one of the best in the biz. He's a top ten transfer in the country right now. But his DC leaves and he's looking for a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you have serious talent where there's not anything wrong with them per se. Yeah. They're just they're looking for that better situation. And so my question to you guys is you see this list of the high school recruits coming in. And outside of Lenora Sellers, we're talking about three stars and no stars. You talk about these transfers in, in some of these this year. Garrett Trader in years past a four-star, Braylon Ingram, a four-star. Where do you want your resources, and do you think there should be more of an emphasis on the transfer portal as a side to high school mm-hmm. recruiting?
4: What do you got for that, Samantha? It's experience. a
1: tough question, and maybe it's – obviously it's a balance, but I want to hear what you guys well, right. think about right. I that.
3: mean, with anything else, it is a balance, right? And the the first thought that comes to my mind is whether you're bringing transfers in or you're recruiting people, what I really think they should be focusing on to a certain extent, is the kind of culture that you can create Mm -hmm. where people do want to stay. I think that's what you want at the end of the day is for people to not want to transfer out or to feel such a dedication or passion for this team that they want to stay even when things do get hard and challenging. That being said, I agree with you that even when I think back on my own athletic experience just a few years ago, you know, I only, you know, a couple transfers here and there. And I did kind of think, what didn't you like about your old school? Or why did you come here? Whereas now I do think as a coach, you always need to keep your eyes on the lookout and be shopping for these people, seeing Mm -hmm. who you need and recognizing that, as you said, they're not transferring because it's a problem. They're transferring to try and find the solution. And maybe that does just mean a program that they fit in with a little better. But again, back to creating the culture, I just think that when you foster a culture where people want to stay, um, you know, I, I think in the long run that would be the best case scenario.
4: I would have to agree with that. I think the, the more stability you have with your players staying on your team, mm-hmm. the better your team is going to be, you know, um, not like one and two are done, you know, um, but staying together as a team. Uh, but, you know, the bottom line is, like you said, for any any reason, you know, that player, if it's not – the player doesn't fit in the system, the coaches are moving around, got a new system, new coach, um, you know – I think it's great that players can move around like that. I mean, because now it's keeping, like I said previously in other uh, episodes, um, it's keeping the coaches honest. Mm -hmm. You know, keeping the coaches honest, and uh, I think that's good.
3: But it's not just great for the players. I really do also think it is great for the coaches because they wouldn't have these opportunities either to see who else is out there. But also sometimes, as you said, it's just not working in the system. And it it probably did sting for coaches and players to both have to be with each other when it just wasn't working out for one reason or another. So I think the flexibility, I mean, it almost like the more you think about it, as you said, I could see why some people would have felt uncomfortable in the beginning, but I mean, this is how life is. It's not like you're ever tied to any job or you can't move around or have your own freedom. So why wouldn't it be the same for athletes?
4: And, you know, the culture, too, you know, has changed so much in football uh, with coaches' uh, psychology and stuff like that. You know, previously coaches felt like they owned you. And, like, you know, you had to do exactly what they told you to do and medical staff Mm -hmm. because they owned your rights. And, uh, you know, now they're obviously out out of that type of – uh, power, power, uh, power tripping. Yep. Um, it has to be honest with the players, you know? And I, I think that's, that's a big, big part of it.
3: The balance of power, it's a power has power shifted. Pl- it's a power to the it's players. It's more equal. Yes. And yeah. everyone's better for it in the end.
4: And you know, because, because the kids are younger, it's like, okay, they're, they're older, you know, mm-hmm. well, like you see coach is 72 years old, they feel like they could just say whatever you want. But you know, when you're in college, you know, some guys are like 17, 18, 19 young men still need, need needs that mentorship. But, uh Rightfully so. They, you know, it's leak. I mean, it's if they get in trouble, <laughs> they go to jail. Yeah. So they're, they're legal, they're, you know, they're legal of age, uh, making the right decisions. So they should be able to make the right decisions of uh, choosing whatever school they would like to play at.
1: I don't want to make a, a counterpoint to what you guys were just saying there with the, you know, trying, trying to foster that type of culture where you want people to stay. But I do want to bring up a, I think, an inevitable hypothetical in that if you do foster that culture, you do have that where, you know, the season ends and, Everyone's like, "Oh, do you hear about Syracuse? Like, they only have one person transferring right now." Like, "Man, what's going right over there?" You're then the coaches and you see still these players in these in the transfer portal that are these great talents. You're not going to still try not to get them, right? And you have these players that are seeing this culture and they're like, "Man, I want to go play for I'm going to go play for Dino Babers. I'm going to go play for Syracuse." They then come in and take someone's job as someone still at the end of the day transferring. So I think the it, it may be less of a question and more of a, a point that I think no matter what, I just think we're going to be seeing movement unless a, a coach doesn't try to go after those players. But I think they'd be foolish not to, even though it's painful because you, you do have these people that want to be here. But end
4: of the day. You want the best. You You want want the the best best. best of the best of the best. You want the best. You want the best.
3: And you should take the best. But also, I, I also partially think that it depends on the kid, too. Because just because someone has the starting spot for a little while does not mean that they have the starting spot forever. Like some right. of this is just fight or hard. You're always hard. fighting for the job, yes, right? You know what I mean? Right? Year, like I mean even, even as then, a yes. starter, you're you're always still fighting for your position. So I think that's another thing that it comes down to is how long you've been fighting for, how much this school means to you, and how much do you want to play specifically at Syracuse University? Or do you just want to play in general? Now,
4: mm. you know, thinking about the, what you guys were talking about now, when I was playing professional football, um, I played for Indianapolis, but previously I was in Detroit and I remember when I was going to Indianapolis, I had so many guys from Detroit like, Oh man, you're going to Indianapolis. Oh man, I wish I can go. Now imagine if they had to transport Porter for NFL NFL players, players. you know what I mean? Um, I'll tell you right now, Tony Dungy, I don't know somebody who wouldn't want to play for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like even with myself, you know, you know, uh, thinking of different coaches I would like to play for. I had the best coach ever to play for Tony Dungy. And I mean, it was a, Great atmosphere, great coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't complain about the coaches we had, um, and all the players on that time frame. All I, you just hear people like you know saying different things after the games. Man, I wish I was a nitty, you know that type of stuff. I wish I was playing for Coach Dungeon, and that probably made you feel so good. Oh, it makes you feel good. I'm just like well, I just want to keep my, again. I just want to stay where I'm at, yeah. and keep performing for I can stay on this team and be under mm. the, under his uh, supervision.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Powerful stuff. Yeah, Pinstripe Bowl. December 29th. We'll be heading out there. Yeah, we'll, there. We'll have some OZ in the works. By the uh, way, who is we? Apple.
2: You keep saying we. The, the pe- and we know People at the it's round table. A- J- J- yeah. J- people <laughs> at the round table. I know I'm not going.
1: <laughs> I, I just I, I want to make you feel included. Your so line is already
3: funny, man. But James, James is will be on there. It. Samantha, well, I, 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 will you're sharp.
4: I haven't ordered my tickets yet. Yeah. I'm still waiting to order my tickets. So as it's soon as the show is like, James says he's going. Those 20 <laughs> tickets are yeah. going to
3: go quick, James.
4: <laughs> Won't let his son go to the ball drop, though. Rightfully so, I would say. I'm yeah.
3: telling you that's a nightmare. Yeah. Don't do he it. not want to be doing it. Do not do it. He's do he's not to he, he, trap. Wait, he, you
4: guys talking to me about the ball drop? Yeah. Oh, you,
3: you told the story
4: last. I might you want were, to talk about something different. You, that's said a, James, that's, you said that's, James
1: Third wanted to do it, and you were like,
4: no. James III will watch that on TV and be happy with it.
3: I agree with him 100%. I'm telling you, it's nightmare fuel. You really think that's going to be a good experience until you are smack in the middle of thousands of people with nowhere to go to the bathroom.
4: Yes. Just saying. Except for down your leg. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So on top of the bowl game, though, so I did do this, though. So Wednesday, I'm going to arrive on Wednesday, Uh and I have a relative who's going to meet me uh, in New York. And he's going to take me and my boy all around to all different little hot spots and take them all through New York, you know, all as much right. as we can possibly get It's going to be awesome. Yeah, Very so cool. I'm really excited about that, and he's excited. Unfortunately, I looked up to see if there's any basketball games playing. Everyone's out of town. So mm. that wouldn't work. You know, That's was almost hoping,
1: surprising, right? You're take every, everything in maybe? New York is
4: out of town. So, yeah. you know, I wasn't really going to do hockey at all. So it's just like, well, hmm, Nets are out. You know, New York is out. So we'll do have fun doing something different. Do the, the Rangers still
1: stink? Last time I heard they, they stunk, but... Apparently Syracuse is
3: going there. Apparently the yeah. Bears are going to go see a game.
4: Oh, there's, so there's a uh, hockey game there's there? There's a hockey game. That the the, the Orange is going to go watch? Yeah. That's cool. That would yeah. be a good experience for them. Yeah, Why exactly. did you say no
3: hockey? You don't like to watch hockey? No, I watch hockey. I mean, but... I'm, I'm with them. Uh, it's just not, it's not, my, just it's not, not my, my thing. Th- it's I mean. not my thing. Yeah. I mean, not me neither. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious. curious. Could,
4: yeah. I've been to hockey games now. Yeah. Yeah. They are fun. I was They're in a hockey tough. game in Arizona. Arizona? Arizona. I go to the hockey game. Yes. I was out there in Arizona. redundant. Got uh, got tickets from uh, um, Wayne Greske. That's
1: that's that's uh, like why are you? What just a flex! Me about that? How about just,
3: that? I'm just saying. I feel like that should have
1: been like a story, like day one. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm James. Like Wayne
2: Gretzky got yeah, What was, a flex! flex. It was, it was. Uh, by the way, uh, Tommy, uh, I have the standings here for the uh, NHL. Uh, the Rangers are third in the Metro.
1: Okay. Okay. So
2: they are them and the Islanders are both top half in the Eastern Conference. Our Flyers aren't faring so well yeah. right now.
1: Well, hey, I want I want us to get to uh, get to our trivia here before we have to let Sam go here in a little bit. But leading into that, we do want to um, you know give along our our uh, our our appreciation and our thoughts for Louis Orr, Louis mm-hmm. Orr uh, passed away at the age of sixty four after a fight with pancreatic cancer. Um, Louis, an SU basketball legend, he was Jim Beheim's first recruit. First recruit, first year, was a part of 100 wins in his first four years. Um, A part of that Louie and Bowie show with Roosevelt Bowie. Mm -hmm. Um, Just an incredible player and and a guy that's meant so much to this community, um, as much on the court as it has been off. Went on to have a fantastic coaching career. Um, Seton Hall ended up with Georgetown last and some just amazing – You know, quotes from Jim Beheim, Patrick Ewing, just about how how amazing this person was um, on and off the court. And I know that leads into producer Brendan's trivia. And we got to get this right for Louie today. We got to get
2: it right. Yeah, you got to get it right for Louie today, guys. Um, It is about Louis Orr. It is about his coaching career. You guys obviously know he played in SU. Mm -hmm. Yes. SU uh, used to be in the Big East. Louis Orr has coached for uh, quite a few Big East teams. How many Big East teams has he been on the coaching staff for? Meaning in any propensity, assistant, head coach, how many Big East teams, current Big East teams, has he been on the coaching staff for?
1: Current Big East teams, so not X. Because he was an assistant coach at Syracuse. He was started off as a head coach at Siena for a year. Um, he was also at Seton Hall for sure, and he was on Georgetown's roster. So uh, I, think, I see
4: I say three.
1: I think probably two. Sienna t- wasn't Sienna wasn't Big East, but he was at Sienna. But I think I think he was Seton Hall and then
4: Georgetown.
3: It always wears me out when you guys answer this so quickly because I'm like someone is missing something and everyone is wrong.
4: <laughs> why don't you answer quickly? And I'm why like, why would okay, you, you say you that? Took Sam. My, you took my answer. <laughs> I
3: just can't do no, it. I just can't do it. The he, silence is deafening. Brandon just said, "Why would you do that, Sam?" So
1: we're maybe you're wrong. You guys are, are just, missing one.
3: Or maybe he's tricking you, and you're right. G- Tommy,
2: I, I was telling our friends in the newsroom upstairs that you you did call me the ultimate trivia villain. So mm-hmm. uh, he's a villain. I I don't pull any punches, man. Yes, he you does. You never know what could be a lie.
1: I exactly. Is he double cr- I think he's double crossing us. Be zero. I, okay, yeah, so. I, I know for a fact he was at Seton Hall and I know for a fact he was at Georgetown last. So I think we I think I am going with two.
3: Brennan also boxed said me in quite I'm, a boxed few. Me in. He said quite a few.
2: Tommy, you were boxed in.
1: I'm boxed. in. Okay.
2: No, like I have you in the box right now if you were going to do something. Oh, okay. I'm boxed.
3: I'm boxed. You're boxed in. In. I'm boxed. In. Um I just feel like I need to go with something higher okay. just just because. I just don't go with 3. <laughs> yeah, well cuz you did 3, you did 2, so I'm going to say I want to say 5.
1: Okay.
2: I thought Sam was going to say 4 there and be right. She ah! was it, it is 4. Xavier is in the Big East, Tommy. Right now. Providence ah! is the one that none of you got. Providence.
3: I knew it. Wait a minute. Seton minute, Hall.
2: He was a head coach, and then Georgetown was the fourth and final school. Goodness. When did
1: Xavier make the switch from Atlantic Ten?
2: I looked at the standings today. Xavier is in the Big East. Oh, 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 oh.
1: Do we have a problem? And was he? But was he with Xavier when I'm saying A-10? how many current
2: Big East teams? Yes. He did say. He did say current. He did say current. Listen to the qu- This is like last week, Tommy. I feel like this there's is always like last something week. wrong
3: with the question. There's nothing wrong with that question. That. So, so, I mean, current nothing, Big East team. Wrong, I told was, you all it, was so... it wasn't right.
4: So like I, that was so villainous. I, I, I like, I think the whole question he's a, had, he's evil. It just had villain I think too. me and Sam should get half a point then. <laughs> Thomas, Tom was the farthest away.
3: No way! He <laughs> always finds I a way to say he should
4: have won. <laughs> it we're was the, in we, between were, we were the closest. Mungro
3: had three, and I had five, so we should both win. Because right. Why? No! no. Half-point
4: split. That's, that's, that's what fake bad, tries you
3: guys to say. Get fake zeros. You,
2: you know what, guys? As the trivia villain, I'm going to say, no. Half a point. James, let me ask, ask you something real quick. What's that? Do you win or lose or tie in the NFL? Do you, do you accept ties in the NFL? Yeah. Do, but I know you can't, you do if it's the result, but do you personally, like, emotionally accept ties in the NFL? Like, do you like it?
4: Um, I mean, depends on the situation. I mean, if you, a tie can get you into the playoffs. Uh, just in general. Like, do you like that there is a,
2: like, you can tie in the NFL? Like, do you like that so- most? a lot of soccer games end in ties? or do you like that the fact that there's a finality to like a basketball game a hockey game whether it's a shootout or extended overtime
3: This feels like a leading question. Yeah,
2: yeah, I feel like no I just, just <laughs> the the try- the no, I just answer the question.
1: Answer the question. I point I, I, with I, I answer and James is onto him and is refusing Refusing to say him that. just re-
4: James James is refusing James
3: is like to I mean I wouldn't say that.
4: Say James <laughs> I'm a winner Brandon, okay? I am a winner. James. I do not like ties. James. I like to win. Hey, we you know what James?
2: I like to win too. And the fact that nobody got it right means I won, which means no one gets any points. Because it's win Brendan. or lose. Thank you. That's two weeks in a wrap. Congrats, Brendan. Congratulations. That's
3: you're your a zone. winner. That's
1: your Trivia villain. Podcast. We well, got to get out of here. Well, we're
4: going to New York. Brendan.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh,
4: we're going to New York. Yeah, we're going to the bowl game, Brendan. Brandon. Hodges,
1: <laughs> Samantha Cross, and James Mungro, Tommy Sladak. Make sure you're liking and subscribing. For more Oz content, next time we talk, we're gonna be in the Big Apple, baby. We yes, out of here,
4: all three of us.
1: All three. <laughs> Ooh,
4: that's so low. <laughs>